Welcome to Set the Sales, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Brought to you by Bucks Life Media and our official sponsor, the Jersey Wave. Streaming on fanstreamsports.com, airing on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And now, your hosts, James Flash Ludeman, James Britt Buck Wilson, and Ruth the Truth Cagius. We are going live in three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Set the Sales, the podcast. We are on episode 18, not 15, uh, just so you know. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We are so glad that you are here with us as we are going to hang out with you for the next uh, probably hour or so. I don't know what this is. Somebody's doing this, and, and I don't know what this is. So uh, anyway, so we're going to bring on our, our, uh, our panel here. Uh, he is uh, one of the hosts and main hosts. I don't know how to ever introduce him. Uh, he's one of the hosts of Sports Caffeine, which you can see right here on the FanStream Sports Podcast Network. Uh, his show airs every Tuesday night, starting tomorrow night. And uh, he is Evan L. Bushman joining us live. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? Uh, this usually means cut it. So I don't know who's telling. I don't you know. That. Yeah, I'm I'm in the studio with someone else, and they're they're doing this. So I don't know what exactly. <sighs> I don't. Uh, know. But uh, El Bushman oh. joining us. Sports caffeine moving to nights. Yeah, going back to nights. Uh, people can't do the morning thing, so we'll go back to nights, which is fine. I can drink. I can drink at night instead of the morning, so it's fine. All right, we're going to bring on our our next host. Is uh, of course he's been a, a, a staple on our show, and oh, oh, apparently he's gone. So we're going to skip him for a minute, and uh, we're going to bring in uh, one of the hosts of the newest podcast on the FanStream Sports Network, Beauty and the Cleats. Her name is Kaylee Chakoski, joining us. What's up, Kaylee? Hello, hello. And Good you evening. can you can drink in the morning, Evan. It's just not as socially acceptable. So. You're right. <laughs> as long as, as long as you have orange juice with the yeah. cocktail, right? Okay. Exactly. Okay. That is right. that is so true. I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, uh, of course, we're going to be joined by our other two hosts here in just a little bit, but we're going to get things rolling here on our end. Uh, we got some fun things to talk about today, and as always, we want to invite you uh, to join us in the comments. Uh, leave your comments. Say hey. Interact with us tonight, and always the other side of this too. And don't forget. Uh, tonight, we are actually going to open up our phone line. Oh, We're going to open up the phone line tonight. So if you want to call in, the phone number is 727-300-5904. As a matter of fact, that number is scrolling down there at the bottom of the page. You can check that out, 727-300-5904. If you want to call in and talk some bucks, if you want to talk some NFL, uh Man, I bet your viewer is stoked. That's right. The one viewer that we have is stoked. Thanks, Bob McAnob. You're Bob, Bob McAnob. Bob McAnob. What an That's unoriginal, it. terrible name. Good job, buddy. You don't even have a picture, you scumbag. All right. Anyway, so let's skip ahead uh, on, on this one. Uh, and anyway, let's talk about some practice. So uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting going with practice this week. Uh, and, and obviously we're in pads now, so we're getting ready. We're getting closer to the season, coming right around the corner. Uh, and I wanted to bring something to your guys' attention that, that kind of happened yesterday uh, at practice, and that was Ronald Jones, who is the running back, basically the running back, the starter, 
for this team. And uh, he had a tough day at the office yesterday. Had some drops. Uh, there were some on video from some of our media members as well. Uh, and so a lot of interesting things from Ronald Jones yesterday and uh, some drops. Also, Keyshawn Vaughn had a few drops as well. Uh, so are you guys concerned at all about the drops, or is this kind of no big deal at this point because we're pretty early on? Elbushman, we'll start with you. I wouldn't be too concerned about it, but he has a history of the drop season. We saw that last year too, and that was the one of the main concerns with him being on the team and drafted and him dropping the ball was – you know, and they flip flop from him between him and Peyton Barber last year is because he dropped the ball a lot, and that's one of the reasons why they brought in Keishon Vaughn is because he can actually catch the ball. Um, you know, it's still too early. I wouldn't put any kind of panic button on it just yet, but um, you know, if this continues, you know, Tom Brady is going to be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to move on to somebody else that can actually catch the passes I'm throwing. That's going to catch them. So uh, he needs to get some tar on his hands. He needs to pray to Jesus. He needs to watch <laughs> little giants and look what happened to that kid. I mean, he's got to do something to, you know, catch the balls. And I know he's not really a passing back, but, you know, LaShawn McCoy is and also Keyshawn Vaughn. So he might want to, you know, fix that. Fix that immediately because that'll be problems for him in, during the year. And I'll give you a hot take right now. LaShawn McCoy, McCoy will be the lead back by, you know, middle of the season. So, okay. I just want to let you all know, El Bushman is on his hot take tonight. So, I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot. And this is my first, my first beer too. So, I'm gonna my first beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaylee, concerned? Yes or no? Um, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I'm gonna agree. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button, but I do think that this is something. It's one of those kinks that usually gets worked out in preseason, right? That we don't have this year. So, I think it's a little tough. Bruce Arian said, this is our main guy in the backfield. Do I think that'll change? I think he's going to be looking over his shoulder, you know, weeks one, two, and three. I don't know that it'll necessarily change before the season kicks off, but I think, you know, I think we could see a mid-season switch, um, but I think the whole team is kind of going to be slow to start just with everything that is going on in Tampa, everything that's new, a new quarterback, a new system. And I do think that this is kind of, dramatized by the fact that, you know, Tom Brady is the one throwing the ball. I don't know that this would have been such a big story yesterday had it been Jameis Winston back there under center. So, you know, I think, I think we'll see. I think we're not going to hit the panic button, but I do think that we're going to see a lot more of these little holes here and there as we get closer to the season. Yeah. I look, I'm, I'm of the opinion that you practice the way you perform and this may not be a popular opinion, uh, I disagree with Al Bushman's crazy take uh, that LaShawn McCoy is going to be the every down back. He's Shocker. Shocker. He was, well, he wasn't brought in to be the every down back. He wasn't brought in to be the guy to carry the ball as much as Ronald Jones will. I know that. I'm just saying if the dropsies continue with these two guys, they're going to have to look to somebody else. So, I mean, get it out of your system now while you're at practice. Don't do it during the regular season because Tom Brady don't play no shit. No, Thomas, and we're gonna, Thomas, L, Thomas L. Brady don't play no shit, especially with his passing backs, because that's those are the guys he loves to throw to in the backfield. So yeah, and and listen, guys like Sony Michelle and and you James know really White. made a and James White made a career off of yep. being a pass catching back, and I completely understand that, completely agree with it. Um, but I also I I I agree with your last statement of do it in practice, get it out of your system now. Um, look, these guys, and, and I think. This is something maybe, Kaylee, I'll throw to you, that the Bucs, along with every NFL team, I don't think it's just the Buccaneers on this, but I really believe that every NFL team is behind the eight ball because of because of COVID. 
I mean, I don't think any NFL team is going to come out in week one. And I know we're going to break down week one here in a little bit, but I don't think any NFL team is going to come out in week one and just be outstanding right out of the gate. No, not at all. And I don't think that most teams are expecting to without a preseason. And I think everyone's expectations are kind of held back a little bit this year. But I do think that those teams that have a consistent system that, you know, their rosters didn't change much from last season. They just added some weapons, whether that be on offense or defense. I think those teams are really going to have a quick start. Now, do they finish the season off and, you know, go strong in the playoffs? I don't know. But I do think, you know, the first few weeks are going to be dominated by teams whose rosters stayed consistent from last year. And I think the teams that had a lot of picks, whether that be in the draft or free agency, I think those teams are going to you know, they're going to skip a few steps right at the beginning. So I don't think it's going to shock anyone. And I don't think that those first few weeks should be, you know, no one should panic, whether that be, you know, in Tampa Bay or elsewhere. But I do think that, um, you know, that jumpstart for teams that don't have to deal with this much change could help them. I I, uh, I disagree. I think coming out of the gate, there's a lot of expectations, high expectations for a couple of teams. And Bucks will be included because they've got Tom Brady. They got Gronk on the team. Expectations are... You better come out the gate, not making any mistakes, and not going one in the first couple of weeks, oh, and two in the first couple of games, because you know you're. Hey, we're gonna go all the way to the Super Bowl in Tampa. So, I, coming out of the gate, <clears throat> yeah, there's gonna be some missteps, but the expectations are for, especially for them coming into this year, is you better perform at the highest possible level with the talent that you have on the team now. So. But see, I, I and I'm not one of those people, and I know Ruth, uh, who's not here, she's gonna be joining us here in a little bit, uh, hopefully. Uh, to me, is. I don't see this as a Super Bowl winning team right now. I mean, no, I know it's kind of hard to say, but it I don't my expectations are not through the roof. I agree with you too. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Like I've if you know me, if you know me and about being a Bucks fan is my expectations are always lower. Lower than almost dirt when it comes to expectations for the Bucks. And they've been so low for the past God knows how many years, especially with Jameis being the quarterback. They're still low with Tom Brady because and I said this on a podcast that I was on before our show was this could blow up. And I've said this on this show too. This could blow up in the hugest, biggest proportions where, you know, they could fall flat in their faces and then they look just stupid as hell with those expectations that are coming up. So there is that possibility. There is that possibility. That's true. And, and if listen, if you guys want to weigh in on this, make sure you give us a call. You can call us live. You can be on the show right now. <laughs> Uh, Troy Hallman in the house. What's up, man? Watching on YouTube. We'll throw that up there real quick. 727-300-5904. If you want to call in, ask a question, talk some NFL with us, and uh, and join in on the show, we will definitely uh, get you on there. But right now, I think we're going to add our, our other host, who's back from his technical difficulties, James Britt Buck Wilson. What's up, man? You know what? It's a little warm here in Canada at the moment. The moose is traveling extra slow with the data packages. <laughs> you know, what? we've got to give them a break because the heat. We need to get more water stations out there. You know, what? water for mooses save James, Canada. James, internet. did you see that comment that Corey said? This has huge potential to be a nightmare. And I like that comment. Are we talking about the phone line or are we talking about the the team? Because I, I, or are we talking about my technical difficulties? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you listen. It's okay, Corey. Very, I am back. There, well, there was actually an interesting and James. I'll throw this to you because this is something that L. Bushman and I talked about before the show got started today. Uh, there was a tweet that was sent out earlier this morning. Apparently, a Bucks outside linebacker. Of course, they weren't named. For obvious reasons, you're, you're fired. Uh, was fired. Uh, was working today and apparently pushed down Sir Thomas Brady when he was going back. 
today. Uh, so, I, I mean, I would assume he would be cut immediately. Would you? Would you agree with that? No, it it shows moxie. I like that. What is it? John Gruden used to say, "If you haven't got juice, you're faking it." That's oh juice. Lord. So, Bob, before we uh, before we move on to the next topic, I'll let you kind of jump in on this. We've been talking about Ronald Jones and, and his drops. Um, today in training camp, though, if you want to look at the positive side of this, today in training camp, no drops for Ronald Jones. So I I think, as El Bushman mentioned, maybe this is just a, a one-and-done type of thing possibly, but are you concerned at all about the drops from Ronald Jones this early and even Keyshawn Vaughn who had some drops yesterday as well? You know, everyone had had drops yesterday. One of the things that um, Arians was talking about in his press conference was the the fact that there were a lot of drops from the running backs. Uh, I believe the exact quote he said was, uh, they can all catch the ball, it's unacceptable. You know, Shady McCoy back there, he is known as a pass-catching running back. We've seen Daria Gongboale do it. We've seen that Ronald can do it. So yeah, there's there's really no excuse for for like passes to be dropped coming out of the backfield. But you know what? They'll have bad days and they'll have good days. I'd rather them get like the bad days now in practice and get like that's out of the way with rather than actually dropping the ball when it matters. I noticed as well, sorry, that we've got Dean Jensen with us. So Dean, welcome to the show. What's up, Dino? Um, it just reminds me, and you know what? If there is somebody pushing Brady around. I, I think Brady has ample protection in Big Red. So let's uh, and actually the Bucks uh, signed a backup center today from Arizona too. So that that's uh, some interesting adding some depth there on the offensive line. Here's a couple of comments that I want to pull up for you guys. Uh, Corey Hessler, what's up? Uh, says this reminds me of the Vince Young slash Mike Vick Eagles. Hopefully we can rewrite history. We have to keep our expectations tempered. I think El Bushman kind of mentioned that. Uh, kind of. Because here's here, if we could give a mission I, I, statement, I disagree the, with the expectations on that. I, the expectations with Vince Young and Mike Vick weren't that high. Yeah, I, I don't think high they were as, as yeah. high as that. But no, Vince Young was on the tail end of his career when he was over in the Philly. Well, here, here's what I'll say about the Bucks. If the Bucks had a mission statement, here's <clears throat> here's what it would be. The only thing that's for sure is nothing's for sure. That right, that would be right, the Dad. no. But seriously, that's the mission. Like every year, we have these crazy expectations that the Bucks are like. Kaylee brought up Jameis Winston earlier. How many years now have we had high expectations that Jameis Winston was going to take the next step? And, and it's been every year for the last five years. Now you get Tom Brady. Now you get Rob Gronkowski. Now you get all these weapons. And and here we are with our expectations. Root the truth. Who's not here? It has, has said on this show many times: Super Bowl or bust. And so many people are saying Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, playoffs, playoffs. What happens if it doesn't happen? And that's not even the real goal, is it? I mean, eventually, probably. But I think, why not just get better, right? Like, why not be a playoff contender for the first time since whenever? Like, I just don't see why fans are so quick to say Super Bowl or bust. I mean, just because it's Tom Brady, I just don't think that. I don't see that happening, and I think that's a really – I don't know. Not a great mindset to head into the season <laughs> since. No, I'm, I'm laughing at comments. I'm 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 laughing at comments. Britt Buck, uh, what do you think about that? I, I I think that you know what if if the 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 books have a mission statement, it should be we booked it up. <laughs> we booked it. Up. Oh lord. We, we booked it up. That's think, worse than like, me. You calling me out? That was right, worse than me. <laughs> okay. No. Think think about it. 
And you made this, um, obviously, like, Kaylee's like, bringing it up here. You look at the past, you know, I'm going to be generous, 15 years of Buccaneer <clears throat> football. How many of those years has it been like, oh, you know what, we sorted this problem. Oh, great, the fans, we, we, we can't wait for it. Um, and then it all goes wrong. And then, you know what, Isn't we fixed that problem. Year? Isn't that every yeah, single year with the team? Exactly. Exactly. This big free agent comes in and it all goes wrong. This new coach comes in. It all goes wrong. We keep the team together. So we have chemistry. It all goes wrong. It is the, the, the mission statement for the past decade and a half of the books is we booked it up. It, or, this has or, been... or it all goes wrong. Cause I remember when Lovey Smith came over. Yeah. The there was so much huge expectation. Oh God. Yeah. yeah Lovey Smith. He's going to write the ship. And then it's just, Lovey Smith was the guy that that wanted Jameis Winston so badly. Like the Bucks theme song should be the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme theme song. That's that's that what the Bucks listen. If we keep going in this if we keep going in this direction, I'm telling you right now. You know that, and Kristen and I, who's on Sports Caffeine, we talk about this Cleveland tourism video. It's going to be the Tampa Bay tourism video for the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, it's it's literally going to get to that point. Dean Jensen comes in. Only one team and fan base goes home happy every year. I mean, that's true. Why not us? But, but well, and that's the thing. Can I? Just, why? I just want to. Why can't we have that? You. I just want to. Stop you always you. want to stop me. Yeah, just mid round. <laughs> Kaylee, have you have you seen? I'm actually looking down in my screen as if I'm looking at it. Kaylee. Listen to me. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that Cleveland tourism video yet? This actually not. featured on a show like way back when Ruth first joined us. I have not. Um, looking forward to watching it though. That's your homework. We gave homework yeah. to Ruth to watch it. That's your homework tonight to yeah. watch that video. And I need like immediate. Like you need to. We have a group chat. I need you to go in our group chat and give your immediate reaction to those videos. There's two okay. of them. So make okay. sure you watch both of them. Send me the link. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I will. So, uh, Buck, what you heard joining us here, uh, he says it's not as fun if you temper your expectations. Hell no. I, I agree with that. El Bushman, do you agree with that? Tempering your that. expectations. I agree with that. That's why my expectations are so low to start of the season. That's why if they disappoint <laughs> me, I'm not you know, crying or hurting. So, You know, I'm, I'm like, outside of football, as you all know, I'm a Leaf fan, so I'm very, very used to tempering my expectations. <laughs> Apparently the Lightning are too, uh, tempering their expectations. Yeah, they're gonna be gone. They're gonna be gone after this. Uh, this uh, series. I just said before we started, we're not gonna talk hockey, and we're, we're not, not doing it. To it, everybody. You, you might have to mute me all show then. <laughs> oh my! So goodness. who looks well, the hey, bubble again, Evan? Evan? Yeah, just, that's sorry. right. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys want to call in and talk about this, phone lines are. Uh, we just open up the phone lines, guys. We've been backed up ever since we started, but they are open now. Seven two seven three zero zero. 5904-727-300-5904. You guys can call in and talk. Let's uh, move on to our next topic real quick. Uh, again, if you guys want to call in and, and We've talk about the stuff. Show. We do, yeah. Quite quite the bloated show uh, this evening. So moving on, we're going to talk about something that happened in the NFL this week. Maybe not so much Buccaneers related, but this did happen in the NFL. Uh, the NFL is dealing with false positives of COVID-19. Uh, testing that was done, uh, pushbacks and practices. As a matter of fact, I heard this story today. This is the first I'd heard about it. And maybe you guys talked about it on Sports Caffeine and I, I wasn't there. Um, but Matthew Stafford, 
and the whole situation going on with him. Oh yeah, his wife was pissed. His mm. wife actually. So so basically, if you don't know, Matthew Stafford was put on the COVID list and ended up his test was a false positive, and he his wife wrote this big long letter about how she was getting calls. Uh, about how she was going to the grocery store and people were saying you're you're literally killing people. Uh, I mean, just this crazy amount of stuff going on over false positive. And uh, I was just blown away by that. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. Kaylee, we'll start with you. Does the NFL have a serious problem here when it comes to COVID-19 testing at this point? I think they have a serious procedural problem when it comes to every aspect of the 2020 season, to be honest with you, I think this is concerning, not for right now where we are in preseason, but for where we're going to be on game day, because unless something's changed, the plan is to do these on-site game day tests. And without knowing how to eliminate this false positive problem, how many players are not going to be stepping out onto that field on a game day because of a false positive? So I think they have a problem. They have a, a lot of problems when it comes to COVID-19. And I think they just need to get it together. They need to figure out the testing a little better. They also need to figure out staff because they do have six confirmed cases among other personnel outside of players. So I think, you know, they're doing a good job keeping players, you know, not getting COVID. But what are you going to do when game day staff you know, coaches, all of these other people that are interacting with players on a game day or at a, on a practice day end up with COVID-19. So I think they're they're walking that line between an outbreak and playing a season, and I think they're towing it a little too close. So, James, uh, James, I want to throw it to you, but before I do, I want to give you some of this these numbers because I know you're a numbers guy, and I know you have some, uh, you know, what if Santa had Twitch? <laughs> uh, we have a Twitch viewer apparently tonight. What if Santa gets COVID? Gets COVID. Them, them, cra- them crazy ass Twitch. Them Twitch people, you know. Anyway, all right. So let me give this to you. So this is what's going on with the NFL. Total of seventy-seven tests in question from eleven teams. Uh, there's a New Jersey. Then the one New Jersey lab all came back negative. Uh, there's a total of five labs nationwide that service all thirty-two NFL teams. Now, this is the interesting part I want you to talk about. From August 12th until August 20th, the NFL has conducted 58,397 COVID tests. There were zero positive tests among players and six among other personnel. So, um, hold on. first hold of on. all, I'm just going to address Twitch here. Um, we're not too much scared of you. We welcome you. We want you to come watch. I know. What, hold on. Where, what boys are we uh, Oh, they're Sims. We we like Twitch people. Relax, bro. We, we do. really want to. You know, if if we can do one thing with this show, it's going to be to grow our Twitch viewership. And you know what? That's true. Um, I do just want to briefly answer like your question there. Like with all that beard, does that classify as PPE? He wears gloves anyway. He's got that big beard. He's creeping around at night, so he shouldn't be around the kids. I mean, I'm sure like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure the elves have done the health and safety checks. Okay, Christmas might be safe this year. All right. Wow. Um, regarding the, the the COVID testing, this is the the biggest problem. Then you say, yes, I am a numbers guy. I look into the numbers and see exactly what they mean. The big problem the the numbers show there is five like facilities 
testing all 32 teams. That's ridiculous. You are going to have like different mix-ups. You're going to have different procedural errors. You're going to have missed information, crossed information, contaminated samples. It's <laughs> straight away, it, it sounds like a mess. Um, but my, my bigger issue, I think, actually, is I don't think players should be named for being on the COVID list. Um, I think they should just be added to like the PUP list. Um, sorry, call um, Mario. You know the my pillow. <laughs> anyway, gosh, just, dude, Gora one eighty seven. You're the real. You're the real MVP of this year. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. You know, this just reminds me though of like a program that I used to watch in the UK called Phone Jacker, and then it's like <laughs> seriously, it's it's brilliant actually. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend going on the internet for some good old fashioned British humor. Well, James, um, James, James, COVID. So hold on, and there's one more thing I wanted to read to you too that I I wanted to let you get your point in on. But here's the thing, Josh Allen. To me, I do, Josh Allen who's the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. And Kaylee kind of touched on this. He got a false positive and missed practice on Sunday because of it. So, and Allen is actually one of six Bills who got false positives. So how much does this really, like, affect a team? I mean, if they're getting false positives. (laughs) To be fair. You have to to talk through Goro because this is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Through it, James. Get I know it. it's just like ADHD. Goro, just give me five seconds, man. I have ADHD. I'm watching you. Okay. Um, I can't do it. I can't cope with the pressure. <laughs> um, yes, it is James Britbook Wilson. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on social media. I don't hide. I'm quite a friendly guy. Um, the problem is with when you, you you're looking at false positives and. As, as Kaylee sort of alluded to earlier on, how many of those players are going to be, and I thank you, Buck, what you heard. This is what I was saying before. How many players are going to be missing because of a false positive test? Um, but frankly, it's, as as Buck, what you heard says, I'm sure that's a HIPAA violation. Depending no, it on definitely is it, a HIPAA violation. It, it, de- it depends who is revealing the information and what waivers have been signed. Um so if the player tells the NFL, "Hey, I just pe- tested positive for contract, and I signed a contract, sorry, COVID, and I signed a contract to say that you can tell everybody," then it's not a it's not a violation. He's said that you can do that, but I don't think it needs to be said at all because of the stigma that goes with it. I just think there should just be a PUP list, and that says, "You know what? We had seven players test positive today. There's nine guys on the PUP list." You just have a little guess and see who's injured and who's not. COVID positive players personnel do not be publicly ever. I agree, Dean. Agreed. Yep. Dean should never be said. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh, I can't. All right. But but it's it's simple. I mean, to me, it's look, the NFL has a serious problem, and they're kind of flirting with you know, they're flirting with the MLB as far as you know, getting not not having their you know uh, ducks in a row, if you will, because it's just it's it's literally one of those things where the NFL has this cool opportunity to you know to come in here and to do things the right way, 
but now they're they're having this issue. So we'll let Al Bushman, who apparently is done with his very important phone call, which I know who was on that line. Uh, oh, you do, do you? Who was on oh, that line? Oh, I know. It was JP. I know it was JP. Yeah, I just confirmed everything for uh, Saturday's fantasy football draft uh, for FanStream Sports. So Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Have so, fun yeah. fighting for a second, y'all. Um, Al Bushman, <laughs> is this a big problem? We'll, we'll uh, throw it to you real quick. Is this a big problem with the NFL uh, COVID testing? Uh, well, as as Kaylee brought up, it's the whole procedural procedures of doing these tests. And, you know, having false positives, that's that kind of makes me a little bit weary, especially when teams are going into the playoffs, teams going into the Super Bowl, because all, if all of a sudden a positive test pops up, and then they have to be sidelined for about a week or two, and then that turns out not to be, you know, positive. Then we've got a whole another cheating scandal going on. That's so oh, things could be tampered with. So um, they've got to get they've got to get something really locked in 100 percent. Where if somebody gets tested, that that test has to be 100 percent false or 100 percent positive when it comes out because we can't have these false positives come out because you're just you're ruining teams, um, you're ruining players playing ability you ruin just a bunch of things by tainting i'm gonna say tainting because that kind of brings in a whole bunch of conspiracy theories coming to that that realm but it just kind of kind of you know really taints things when it comes to these false positives when they're coming up or not so they have to get something really locked in if 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 they're gonna do it have the teams do their own test and then send them away or have something i don't know they've got to do something where it's not going to be just tainted and stuff like that so very true all right well as of I mean, course uh, oh sorry go ahead james I, I just wanted to sort of like finish up there with like Al Bushman's point is, yeah, it, it is, and the problem comes that you you can sort of now start like implying things there and saying you know what what if like three days before the Super Bowl like they turn around and go oh Tom Brady has COVID yeah. and then it turns out it was a false positive. I mean he's he's in an age bracket so you know. He could he could die from it. That's right. Speak up, Kaylee. Challenge the status. Yeah. You've been challenged. <clears throat> Woman power. Listen, <laughs> Kaylee, Kaylee just Kaylee interrupted in. me. <laughs> That's right. Just just interrupt him. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, no, say, do you have anything to add, Kaylee, for real though? Do you have anything no, to add? No, no, no. I, I agree. I agree. I think you know, I think it is interesting. I think no one should be outed, but I do agree. I'm sure that there is something they signed in that 120 paper packet about COVID that they, you know, get to release all their information. So I think that is a, that's a problem on the NFL's part. And I do think that, you know, how many asterisks are we going to have to put by playoff games if this continues and it's going to be a problem. So, you know, they haven't had things together since the beginning and I'm not surprised they don't have it together now. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of been like that in other leagues too. I know baseball had a few false positives as well. So, um, you know, the leagues really have to, I mean, by now they should have had something in place where, you know, false positives aren't going to show up. For sure. Yeah. And listen, and here, I know we don't talk a whole lot about major league baseball on this show, but sports caffeine, which you can catch tomorrow night. We, we talk a lot about major league baseball on that show for obvious reasons, because major league baseball has a stooge for a, a commissioner. Uh, but here's the thing. They had this false positive situation happen. They had it happen with Juan Soto, if you remember yeah. that. And yeah. that cost him games, which in turn cost him money. So, I mean, it's it's literally one of those things where the NFL needs to, now that they, you know, now that they've done this and they're having these issues, they really need to get on board and get this done because it's, it's going to turn into a really big problem if they don't. Um, you know, so anyway. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, and this is going to be a fun one, so make sure you guys are in the conversation. 
uh, about this in the comments. Or if you do want to call in, numbers down there, 727-300-5904. If you want to call in and talk, we are going to begin uh, on our show breaking down week by week uh, uh, the schedule for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, we are obviously going to start doing that tonight uh, with week one of the, oh, look at that, the Philly Talk podcast. Okay, what's up, friends? How are y'all? Um, record predictions. Well, we'll, we'll, I, we've talked a lot about records on the show. We asked, let's, well, let's, let's, let's do it real quick for Philly. Philly talks okay. So why don't we do this? Why don't you leave your record predictions in the comments? Leave that there. What you guys think, where will the bucks finish, uh, the, at the end of the season, uh, to, at the end of the year total, uh, record prediction. 11 and five. Uh, so, okay. So Al Bushman, 11 and five, 11 and five. Okay. Brit Buck. Do I actually have a prediction at this stage? No, because I I've done this twice. Just give your record we're for out. I eleven and five. five. Thank you. Eleven and five. Eleven and five. You know what? If the books go less than that now, I'm blaming all of you guys. Bailey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, record prediction. Nine and seven. I'm sorry, guys. Ooh. Sorry. Can you give Can you give some reasoning behind that? I just think the start of the season is going to be tough. I think they're going to win matchups that matter. I think they'll be part of the playoff conversation, but I don't think they're going to go far, and I don't think they're going to really clinch that spot near the end. Wow. I think their secondary is going to be below expectations, which is part of my week one prediction, but I'll save that. Okay. So so let's. Uh, I'll give mine. I've said the problem is, is I don't want to – what's up, Brian? Brian Jones joining us. Brian is actually a uh, uh, one of the pirates at the uh, at the, the games, Raymond James Stadium. So, the army, Hearties. The army. army. He actually moved to uh, he moved to Texas now, but he's not there anymore. But last year he was there, and the I think the year before that. Yeah. Um, so what's up, Brian? My record prediction. I don't. I'm kind of with El Bushman. I don't want to go too high and be like, you know, like, oh yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, because we've all drunk the Kool Aid before. Yeah, exactly. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid anymore. Too much sugar in it. I think nine oh, and yeah. seven. I think nine and seven would have been the record had they kept Jameis, but I think getting Tom Brady kind of gives them two more wins. So I'm also going to go eleven and five. I, I think that they're good enough to win eleven games. They have the talent offensively. Uh, oh, he is coming back. Okay, sweet. Come back to Kaylee, keep um, all that week one stuff when we're live at Rafferty's on Sunday morning. So yeah. keep, all, keep all that inside. I got yeah, it. keep all that too. But yeah. um are all of you all of you are Bucks fans? Well, why wow, yes. Yeah. No, I like Most tennis. Of us, Kaylee is a uh a Jags fan, I think, right? Jaguars. I, I like tennis. I don't like anything about football. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a Bucks shirt. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Pete, let's, Sam- uh, Pete Sampras is my hero. Let's uh, John McEnroe. Cool let's start breaking down uh, the week one matchup. Obviously, it's going to be a. It's going to look a little different uh, week one because obviously there will be no fans uh, in attendance at in New Orleans. Uh, so that'll be something to definitely keep an eye on uh, in this matchup. The Bucks will travel to New Orleans at a Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Wait, is it Mercedes-Benz or is that the Atlanta Stadium? It's- it's the Mercedes-Benz. Oh, it's the Superdome. It's the New Orleans Superdome. Superdome. Whatever. The Superdome. Uh, so they're going to the Superdome to play the New Orleans Saints. A uh, couple things uh, about this matchup. 
uh, that are very interesting. <clears throat> and I'm getting to that page that I had notes written down on, of course. Something very interesting. It's, it's, two, the dummy old, it's, it's two old guys like uh, playing mm-hmm. football. Two old quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, who are they? One one's a vampire, and the other one looks the, like he is a cancer patient. The other photo that we saw him the other day. Dude, that photo was crazy. Yes, that he does look like one of those make a wish. I I know what it is. It looks like cancel culture got to him, and he's wow, that's terrible. Yes. Oh my gosh. We'll get you in the bloodstream yeah. of COVID. All right. While I'm trying to put uh, to pull the stupid page that I had earlier, I'm looking at my dog. What are you? What are you pulling up notes? I, I, Just I go had, on the top of the dome. Come on, bro. I'm, dude, I'm not that smart. It's going to be bro. strange for like there's the fact that there's going to be no fans in there at all. Yeah. All right. Everybody, go ahead and talk about that. Let start with you. What's your week one prediction for the Saints versus the the Bucks? No, I want to go more in depth than just prediction numbers. Well, no, right? I'm saying you, more can go, you can go in depth. You don't have to do the prediction. What's your in depth analysis of the Saints versus the Bucks week one in uh, New Orleans? Who? Uh, a Brit Buck, but it looks like his screen is frozen, so we can't go to him. So, Kaylee, I'll go to you. What's your uh, week one prediction? Um, I'm going to take the Saints. You know, I think they're going to come out on top of the division anyways. So I don't think that they're going to, I don't really think that they're going to lose a divisional matchup all year. If I had to make a hot take, I'll, I'll go a hot take along with you. No, I think it's going to be an offensive battle. I think, you know, you're really going to see receivers shine. I think this is where, you know, that buck secondary is going to look really good, but they're just not going to be able to pull it out. Um, Michael Thomas, Manuel Sanders are going to take that matchup, and I think I think the Saints have it. Now right. I'm back. Remember, this is coming from a Jags fan, everybody. This is coming from a yeah, Jags. So fan. Remember how we talk about fans get their expectations up here, and they're always like down here. Like that's where I'm living right now. So, you know? Yeah. I mean, how much though can we we trust the opinion of someone who thought it was a good idea to support the Jacksonville Jaguars? So. <laughs> well, look, I'm um, so, I was wow. born the same year as the Jaguars, so no. it was meant to be. And she's a no, UCF, and sure. she went to UCF. So yeah, yeah, kind yeah of which right. by the way, somehow weaselled their way into the top twenty-five in the AP poll today. Somehow, Weasel. who did who did you guys pay to get in that top twenty-five? That's what I want to know. Oh my goodness! All right, um, anyway, we'll save that for another show. So I yeah. found yeah, I found uh, just some fun. I just wrote down some fun facts. That's what I was trying to find, just so that you know we don't just sound you know boring. Uh, and stuff like that. Not that you're boring, Kaylee. I was just saying fun facts to liven up the, the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first meeting of the Bucks and Saints was actually back 1977. The Buccaneers won 33-14, to 14, wow. as a matter of fact, back then. Uh, last year, of course, they played. The uh, Saints dominated uh, both of those games, but they did win. Uh, the Saints beat the Bucks 34-17 back in November. They've had 56 meetings all time. The Saints lead 36-20. Largest victories, 41 to nothing back in 2012. And uh, the Saints are on a pretty uh, – they're on a win streak of two, I guess. They've won two of the last meetings. So, Mostly. little fun facts there behind that. So, in case you wanted to know. What? Most, most, most impressive. Most impressive. <laughs> All right. Uh, Britt Buck, what you got? Week one, New Orleans Saints, Buccaneers. Who you got? What you got? Tell us. You know, I think Kaylee does make a good tr- like point about – it being an offensive game. Um, no, I, I think she just she makes a good point about it being an offensive game. Um, I just don't think... I think a lot of people are expecting that, and I think 
when we sort of compare previous games between like the Saints and the Bucks, it's either going to be an absolute barnstorming Hellraiser or a complete snorefest. Those are the two games that like the Bucks seem to have excelled in producing over the like the last few years. I actually I think it's going to fall into the snorefest category. I think both teams actually match up quite well against each other. I think the receivers, um, we don't really need to worry about cornerbacks because all they're going to do is run slants. Michael Thomas, I'm looking at you. Um, so, you know, our outside linebacker depth is, is going to be important. But, you know, I, I think both teams are going to match up well. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, like 21-17. And I'm, you know what, I'm just gonna say books because you know I'm gonna let I'm gonna let my heart rule my head for week one. <laughs> All right, Bushman, what you got? Uh, I think it's gonna be a shootout between both teams. Uh, and I, I say that because you've got Drew Brees, you've got Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and then you got Tom Brady with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cameron Bray, yeah, but- OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nice back and forth. Shootout between the two teams, with the Bucks taking this one in New Orleans. You can you, you can know, shake your shake your head all you want, man. You you, you know when safeties like the Saints will about, not like, the Saints will not have fans to be there to back them up. So my my point is though with with Michael Thomas is you know how like coaches say about the safety position it, it's a game of angles. Yeah, well, listen, we'll be good against the run Saints, game, but when it comes to the passing to have- game, no, not so much. You need Pythagoras theorem because all they do is they run little slanty patterns, and you know what? I, just, I will I will three point one four you six nine four five carry the five all day. Okay, oh, Listen, oh, oh. straight back in your our second. I don't I don't think our secondary can can handle Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. That's why will, they're gonna they're gonna be throwing it all day. They're not gonna run the ball against the Bucks run defense. There's no way Kamara's gonna have a, a bad game. And forget about Latavius Murray. He's not going to get anything at the goal line. It's going to be airing it out all day long. It's going to be a shootout. So you're going to see my Pythagoras theorem with Newton's theory. Of, Thank you, um, Philly Talk Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my my team is the Bucks, by the way, <laughs> just to let you know. So no, your Pythagorean theorem stinks. Uh, I will go with Newton's law of physics, where the ball will be thrown and it will be caught in people's hands. Love Which that. law of motion are you applying? <laughs> Um, you weren't okay. expecting this way, you fell. <laughs> apparently, apparently, physics is is happening right now in the yeah, show. Physics, everybody, physics where else are you going to hear a physics, physics lesson? Happens all where's around. Where's my Bunsen burner for God's sakes? <laughs> <laughs> that's chemistry. It's right next to the what petri dish. All right, um, chemistry. No, that's biology. Brit bug. C's get degrees in college. Come on, bro. So let me let me say this. I'm going to say this with the caveat of I I have a hot take about this game. Uh, I think the Bucks lose this game. I think the Bucks lose this game. That's not a hot take. So we're uh, split. We're split. It, it is a hot take because here's the thing. I I think there are a lot of Bucks fans who think that we have an advantage in this game due to the fans not being there. Mm. Um, which I do think is is a big part of it, but I don't think it's the whole reason for for the Saints winning this game or the Bucks losing this game. If you want to be on that end of it, uh, I agree with you. I think it will be a shootout. Uh, I also think that both teams are going to be really off the first probably half of this game. I don't think it's going to be as fluid as we're used to seeing from either quarterback. How many picks? Uh, I, I'll say Brady has one, but I don't. I don't see any more than one. Uh, Breeze, I, I'll, I'll kind of lean on both. I'll say one, one pick from both yeah. in the first half. 
Okay. Um, they're going to be rusty, but they are, they are good. I don't players. think they're going to turn the ball over. And what I mean more by smoothness is, you know, those easy plays that you'll see throughout the season, maybe some drops, um, just because they're, they haven't had enough reps. Um, I, I look, I, I, I think pre, I was one of those people before this year that was anti preseason. I didn't want anything to do with it. I think it holds up the game. I think it makes it just ridiculous. These games, uh, you know, two games to me was more than enough. You wanted four games, but now that I'm in COVID, I see the value of preseason. It's I not just value four games. Well, I don't, I don't, I still think I'm four still, games you is had too to much. Play. But I would argue still that, well, I think four games is too much, but I still argue with that at the same time. This is more of an opportunity for teams to get more fluid with offenses, especially with quarterbacks that are rookies or team or players that are moving other teams, you know, like Tom Brady to us, Phillip Rivers to the Colts, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. I mean, there, there's a number of, of quarterbacks that are moving this year and a number of rookie quarterbacks that are trying to either earn a spot or a guy like Joe Burrow, who has a really good offense there in Cincinnati, but is not going to have that timing down immediately. And I think that's what we're seeing in practice with Ronald Jones is I don't think it's Ronald Jones's skill that's hurting him. I just think it's timing. Uh, there's a lot of timing things that you have to have with Tom Brady that they're not used to. They've had five years of the same person who timing is not exactly his forte. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's you know it, it's two completely different style quarterbacks. So I, I, I look for the Bucks to have a good game. I look for the Saints to have a good game. But I'm I'm going to give the edge to the Saints because I think they have more chemistry. Being that really the only new player they have is Emmanuel Sanders, and and he's able to adjust anywhere. So I, I'll give the Saints the nod. All right, so we're split on this. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I like James and me. We kind of agree that like. The fact that it's not going to be the greatest game in the world no. because of obviously the the whole COVID thing, the lack of preseason. I'm actually, I'm not buying into the whole. Well, the books have got a new quarterback and they've got a few new players, um, so they've not got the chemistry. I'm not going to buy into that. I mean, I I could be dreadfully, dreadfully wrong, but for me, I think you know Tom Brady. He's been doing this for too long. He's been playing this game before some of these players who have just been drafted and going to be drafted like next year even were around. So he 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 knows what he's doing. He knows how to look after himself physically. He knows how to look after himself mentally, and he knows how to to disseminate a playbook and to be able to communicate very very quickly with a set of players around him. Let's remember. When he was in New England, he had players in and out all the time. It was literally next man up, the first random guy you'd see. Literally, at one point, I think they were dragging receivers off the street, and Brady made them look like all pros because that's the kind of player that Brady is. I think I'm not going to drink the whole Kool Aid and say, like, now we've got Tom Brady, that's it, we're a lock for the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's a great quarterback, no doubt about it, but. I, I, well, if anybody I says that, they're a dum-dum. If there, anybody says yeah. that we're a lock for the Super Bowl, they're stupid. They're a dum-dum. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, I know a lot of people are getting carried away with the whole like Tom Brady hype, and it's really exciting to have him and everything. Yay, Tom Brady. But I do think that he is going to make a lot more difference. And even like if you look at like the players 
when they're talking. In fact, uh, the press conference was today was a very, very Tom Brady centric. Uh, every question seemed to be about something to do with Tom Brady. And all the players around him absolutely love him. They love being around him. They love his professionalism. They love trying to catch the ball from him. Even Chris Godwin saying that, you know, it's maybe exceeded his expectations of having a guy like Tom Brady throwing like passes to you. The cornerbacks and defensive backs have all said, you know, they, they love watching like what he does. And even when they get beat, they can still admire like how good the throw was to beat him. In fact, I mean, like the I catch from like, Chris Godwin uh, yesterday over, over Sean Murphy bunting. That was amazing. It's, do you know what? There is actually, there's a catch. I am. Um, I'll find out how I can share it with you guys later. Um, but I got from the, the, the Buccaneers, the, the B roll film from practice on Friday and Mike Evans makes the most amazing catch but it was the pass from Tom Brady. It was a perfect looping spiral. That was that the one dropped. in the corner, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was literally. It just when you see the the like the the B roll is taken from the sideline. So literally, a dude standing with a camera watching this unfold, and you really, really see how accurate that pass is. The fact that Mike Evans, you realize, like looking from the side, he's double covered. He has coverage top and bottom. And Brady still puts it in the place where Evans is going to be, and he catches it in stride. I like Philly Talk podcast, man. Yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah, we should have, we should have him on. Stuff. We should have him on the show. I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. Is, is it, it's the mysticism with with Tom Brady is you, we're going to be able to see this, you know, in Tampa now. And I was at the bookstore today. Yes, I can read. And I oh. went to the sports section of books to to broaden my horizon about sports and and, and all that stuff. <laughs> And uh, I was going through, and I saw the, the the biggest book out of all the books in the sports section was TB12. It was a giant encyclopedia, like this big. It was the size of a baby, and it was like pushed out. <laughs> so that's that's how big Tom Brady is now. He's his books are size of babies. So being able to to you know see this Brady's Tampa, baby books Brady's baby book no it was actually TB12 was just a bunch of like <laughs> pictures of stretching it's like I don't want to know this yeah well let me ask you guys this because James you, you brought up a really good point about practice and and I know we kind of talked about practice a little bit earlier but kind of going off of what you know you were saying about about the corners and things like that Tom Brady and and maybe you guys will disagree with this but you probably you probably agree with me when I say this Tom Brady makes the team around him better. Yeah. And I don't just mean offensively. I mean, when you play against a guy like Tom Brady, wow, there's a novel in there I have to read. Uh, actually, hold on before I get that. The biggest match I've seen all offseason is that Brady is washed up and doesn't have the arm anymore. He's not the old Brady. Bucks fans know all we really need is a quarterback to do their job, protect the ball. We have no idea how much that will benefit the defense in the long run without dealing with on and off the field with three picks. We don't 100% need we don't need 100% Brady. We just need a smart and accurate QB, and I believe the team will carry the rest this year. That That's a valid point because now you have a game manager. You have a guy that's not going to be on and off the field within two minutes like Jameis was, and that's why our defense was so tired being out there, and that's why we yeah. lost most games because we had a quarterback or a slash offense that couldn't manage the time well. Brady knows how to do that, so that's going to give the defense a huge leg up. Think about it if we had Jameis all five years, if he had LASIK in his rookie year, if he was able to be a game manager throughout every single game, 
where the defense that we've seen when his first couple of years and then now, what could have been if they weren't on the field as much as they were because he couldn't manage the game? We have a guy now that knows how to manage a game. That's going to give the that defense is going to be so fresh in more games now than they ever were before with, when Jameis was there. Kaylee, jump in on this. Yeah, for sure. And I think the defense is really only going to struggle. And this kind of goes into week one. I think they're really only going to struggle against those high octane offenses that do kind of resemble the Bucks' offense, right? Like the Saints, like you said, they're very evenly matched up. I think those are the situations where they will struggle because it will be a shootout. They will be scoring quick, scoring big. And I think they'll be on and off the field, but they'll also be on the field longer. So I think those are the games where you're going to see them struggle a little bit more. I think when it comes to other teams that might not have as high caliber of an offense or rely mostly on their defense, I think our defenders are going to step step up. Our secondary is going to shine and, you know, the Bucs are going all the way. But I think when it comes to the Saints and other teams where they're more evenly matched, I just don't see a relatively young defense stepping up and staying in the game till the end. Just wait till well, the Chiefs, Chiefs game. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Well, I was oh. going to bring up the Chiefs too because, the, listen, you're you're talking about one of the – probably one of, if not the most prolific offense in the league right yeah. now. I mean, outside of maybe the Ravens. Somebody, I, I somebody Ravens, cough probably. on Patrick Mahomes. Somebody, somebody, somebody <laughs> no. give it to him. Let me ask you – okay, let me ask you guys this about Tom Brady. And this is what I want to see in the comments too, Anthony or anybody at Philly Talk who's still here. Let me ask you guys this. What is the measure of success for Tom Brady this year? Because if you and the reason why I'm asking this is because of what you all have said. You're saying, well, if if we have a quarterback who can manage the game and not keep the defense on the field, uh, then then that makes him successful. So if you want to give numbers, give numbers. What is your measure of success for for Tom Brady this year? Britt Buck, we'll start with you. We'll go around the horn. Um, I, I think that the. You can't measure Brady's success without measuring the team as a whole. Uh, one of the big things, obviously, Anthony said there and, and Kaylee said, is the defense is, is going to benefit massively. So do we actually judge the defense as as an indicator for how well Brady is doing? Let's, let's remember, as you say, that the Bucks offense sometimes was on and off the field within minutes, not giving the like the defense any rest at all and even when you actually go and have a look at the the statistics like the deep deep statistics when you check out the average starting position for the like the buccaneers opponents it's it is less than what the other teams not it's not like a, a country mile but it's less and football is a game of inches so you're not giving up those those free yards to the other team you're not wearing out your defense by them just constantly being on the field. And don't get me wrong. I mean, that's not always like it wasn't always a bad reason that Winston was off the field. Sometimes the first thing he did was throw a 60 yard touchdown bomb and walk off the field. Like, you know what, guys, we've done our job. Uh, we scored. You need to go and get us the ball back. Um, I think the books are, are not going to have that explosive offense that we had seen with, with Jameis Winston. You bring up the cheap like the Chiefs game, and do you know what I was about to say? Well, yeah, it'll be like the Rams game, and then I, I shut my ass up and I had a little think because I realized just how wrong that was. <laughs> um, do you any of you guys? And you know, in the comments as well, like feel free to try and burn me on this, but I think I'm right. Um, do you see Brady scoring 
as many points for the books as what we did against the Rams over Jameis Winston. Flip the quarterbacks, and do you think the result is the same? Did you just ask another question inside of a question? So, the, so we're doing an inception kind of thing—a question yeah. within a question. <laughs> this is question, a question. I think, I think if you know, it's different results because of the the different quarterbacks table. But there's two. So they're on the on the end of the spectrum. Jameis and Tom Brady are just two totally different <laughs> quarterbacks. One's a gunslinger, which is Jameis, <laughs> and then Tom Brady, who knows how to play football. So that's two different spectrums right there. Um, so if you if you have yeah, it's 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 going to be the outcomes would be t- so totally different. It's 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 on it's not it's a whole another like level when it comes to the, the outcomes of each game. No way. And to to measure his level of success with the team, it's I, I would say deep playoff push, man, and and have you know close to five thousand yards. I think he's going to get over four thousand, maybe four forty five hundred, maybe thirty touchdowns, and you know probably 15 interceptions. It, I think if you take this team to a deep playoff push, probably the NFC championship, that's success to me. I mean, if you say, if he doesn't go to the Super Bowl, it's a failure. I don't think that's a failure of all. You taking a team that, that was seven and nine last year, hasn't made the playoffs in God knows how long. And you take them to playoff trout in sports. Exactly. If you take them to a deep playoff push, even if you make it to the first round and still lose that, that's a, that's a win-win on all sides because you still have Tom Brady for next year. And you know how Tom Brady is. If he fails in the first year he's there, he's going to be coming back for more. He's going to have even a bigger chip on his shoulder than he was the year before that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he came to the Bucks is to, to get out of that shadow of Bill Belichick. He wants to prove that other people like I can do, I can win in another team. I can win with a team like Tampa Bay for all teams I can win with. So, um, you know, to measure his success, it's got, you know, playoffs. Give me playoffs. Give me 11-5. Give me 10-6. and six, Give me playoffs. Kaylee, go ahead. I think it's consistency, right? Whatever that turns out to be and whatever that means. I think like Britt Butt said, you're, you're seeing Jameis Winston, you know, have one-minute drives and then the defense is on the field for five minutes. And I think that's tough. And I think when the bench doesn't know what to expect – and there's no consistency and flow to the game, it's hard for the team to get that chemistry and get in that rhythm. So I think for Tom Brady, the success is being consistent. It's it's going on the field, knowing how he's going to execute, how the team's going to execute under him, week in and week out, drive in, drive out. And, you know, as fans, knowing what's going to happen, being able to look at your team and saying, here's our strengths, here's our weaknesses, and here's how they're going to perform, and kind of having an idea of how the season's going to shake out and where they could improve. And I think that's something the Bucks have lacked so much. It's going into games, not knowing, like, are we going to blow this team out of the water or are we going to get shut out, right? So I think with Jameis, it was too inconsistent. It was too up and down. You, you're right. He could be really explosive. He could get off the field, you know, in no time. But you know, then you set your defense up for failure at the end of the day. So I think if Tom Brady can play consistent, game manage consistently, and the team can perform consistently throughout the season, then you're looking at playoffs pretty much regardless of how you perform because that consistency is going to carry you there. The Philly Top Podcast uh, made a good point. They said with the added team, uh, <laughs> there, there's really not a way that they can't make the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this from my end, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Um, to me, I think playoffs are bust. I, I'm not going to say Super Bowl or bust. I think if you're measuring success for Tom Brady, the reason they brought him here to Tampa is to get to the next level. And the next level for this team right now is a playoff is is a playoff game. I don't even care about a playoff run. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a failure. 
I mean, that's just as simple as I can make it. Uh, I, I'm not expecting anything past. I would love to see us get a bye week. That that to me, uh, or or a first you know first round bye, be the one or two seed. If I think it's manageable to do that. Now I will tell you this: uh, the the division winner, and I've said this before, the division winner is going to have to win 13 games. Mm-hmm. I, I, in the NFC South, I, I don't see any less than 13 games winning this division uh, with the talent that's in Tampa, the talent that's in New Orleans, the talent that's in Atlanta and even Carolina, who's who's kind of that sneaky team. Everybody's kind of writing off. But anytime you still have Christian McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater, who's not a bad quarterback at all. I mean, they still have talent in Carolina. Uh, so this is the toughest division in football by far. And, and and there really isn't a division, in my opinion, that can keep up with, with what the NFC South has going on. So I, I see BucksFans.com, you know, NFC Championship or bust. I, I don't I don't I don't want to say they won't make the NFC Championship, but I'm tapering, I'm tampering my expectation. Because I think after so long of not making the playoffs, anything short of a playoff game is a bust to me. I, I it really doesn't matter what Tom Brady does. I think Tom Brady, I'm kind of with you, Bushman. I think he's going to have a good year. He's got he's got probably the best offense he's had in his career. Outside of maybe that 07 team uh, with Randy Moss. And and I still think that this one compares better to that team. Oh, way better. Just think of all the weapons he has on this team compared to that 07 team. I mean, you have right. a ton more. So. Right. And, and listen, O.J. Howard. Looked really good today. I, I don't know if you guys saw the video of that, but he looked real good. Uh, Chris Godwin's looking fantastic, looking like a number one. Mike Evans still having a, a great practice. He is the number one, but boy, I'm telling you, him, yeah, still looking like a number one as well. So, uh, Scotty Miller, though. yeah, Scotty Miller. Uh, listen, the defense is is playing really well too, and that was the other point I was going to make quickly is that when you have a guy like Tom Brady versus a guy like Jameis, and listen, Jameis Winston is is I still think he's a talented quarterback. I'm not knocking him uh, for not being talented. I'm not knocking that he can't be a good quarterback. I just don't see him leading a franchise. That's just me. It sounds like you are knocking him just for a little bit. Well, it is kind of, but anyway. So, Well, think about this. Well, I mean, Drew Brees could retire this year, and then Jameis takes over that team. Potentially, but I still think it's Taysom Hill's team. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but what I'm saying is when you have a guy caliber of Jameis Winston running your practice and you have a guy like Tom Brady running your practice, there's two completely different mindsets, two completely different ways that you'll play the game, and and the team is going to get better because of that. One wants uh, crab legs, the other wants kale. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's go around uh, real quick. Uh, final thoughts, El Bushman. We'll start with you. Final thoughts. Final thoughts, make sure to tune in to Sports Caffeine Live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. We are now on Twitch. We are now on LinkedIn. We are now on all these Facebook pages that we're on, so make sure to tune in tomorrow. Uh, hold on. Anthony said this is a good comment. Anthony, 13 years without playoffs, all we mostly care about is being excited and actually having a reason to look forward to the postseason final. That is a great comment. I think Bucks fans are just ready to see actual good football being played yeah. by this team. I agree. Kaylee, final thoughts from you. Uh, tune in Wednesday, 8 p.m. for Beauty and the Cleats with me and Ruth. It'll be our it's first show. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited for you guys, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And where, where can we find that? Give give us a little bit. I know you guys started a Twitter. So give us that, too. Yeah, so it'll be Twitter. It's Beauty underscore Cleats. It'll be Beauty and the Cleats on Facebook. And then we are on Instagram, Beauty and the Cleats podcast, but it won't be streamed there. 
fanstreamsports.com. And yeah. All right. Britt Buck, final thoughts, sir. Uh, I, I just can't believe that we're at episode 18 already. You do uh, that every episode. Every I episode. You're like, I can't believe that we're here. We'll I, believe it, I, sir. I, we're I here. Can't believe we're on episode 158. You should have said that for episode one. I can't believe we're at episode one. <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Go back and watch it. Uh, Prove that you're a real fan of the show. Ooh, <laughs> nailed it. Sorry, I was busy on my own show. Oh. <laughs> All right. Breadbug, final thought real quick. Uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing what practice does this week. Obviously, we are like we're three weeks away from meaningful football being played, um, provided something doesn't go wrong. Um, the, these next couple of weeks of practice are just so important. There's guys who are going to be sort of trying to cling into the roster Cuts are going to be coming. There's going to be changes all over the roster. I can't wait. It's going to be an exciting week. All right, guys. Uh, final thought for me. Um, listen, I I want to just say, be smart. That's all. That's that's just all I want to tell you. Be smart. Be smart about life. Uh, if you can't be smart, be lucky. Well, just don't don't be lucky. Just be smart. Make good decisions. You know, wear your, mask. wear your dumb mask. I know you hate it, but just 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 wear your mask. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <clears throat> All right, well, uh, that's going to do it for us here, of course, for uh, Britt Buck, uh, L. Bushman, Kaylee, and uh, Ruth, who was on a, a very important conference call this evening. She's uh, live right now. So, she's live right I now. Hate, yeah. She's live right now elsewhere. I know she's live I'm elsewhere. Right I wasn't going to say that, but anyway. On her we're ninth not, show. She's known right now. Her ninth show. That's right. Uh, Anthony's last comment. Happy I found your channel. Looking forward to next week's stream. Thank you for the feedback. Let's hope Matt Gay has a better camp next week. Oh my yeah, he god! Missed, no, he made all of his kicks today. Did he make them today? Yeah, I know he missed today. like half of them the other day. He made them all today. Yeah, but so did, yeah, but so did Fry. So you know what? Uh, you know, we have, a, we, have a, we have a curse, guys. We have a curse. Curse is real. Go for the two. Curse is real. Go for two every time. Hashtag go for two. Hashtag all right, guys. Go for two. For all of us here at Set the Sales, thank you all so much for watching tonight. And as always, as we didn't do last week, but we try to do every show, uh, let's go. Fire the cannons. <laughs> no, you don't have to fire the cannons. God. This is worse than bad boys with like. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Smith, Smith, You gotta do it right now. Thanks for listening to Set the Sales. Listen to us on Apple Podcast, a Bucks Life Media production in association with FanStreamSports.com. See you next Monday on Set the Sales.